Welcome to the Layman's Homily Podcast. I'm Tony D'Arienzo, and my brother Brandon is not alongside me today. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about Lent, as the first day of Lent is tomorrow. What is Lent? Why do we celebrate it? And what are some good suggestions on what to do for Lent? All this and more on Layman's Homily. Welcome to the podcast. As always, we have a packed show for you. But before we go into the topic for the week, we have an update from my usual co-host. So Brandon said that he is going to be stepping away, at least for Lent, to step back and examine what is an obstacle to our relationship with God, self, and others. So basically, he's just gotten really swamped with different things going on in his life, and he needs to take a break from hosting the podcast. So we will miss him on on the show. Um, In the meantime, um, I will host solo today, um, and we'll be having a rotating cast of guest hosts for the season of Lent. So let's dive in. What is Lent? So Lent is a 40-day period of preparation and penance leading up to Easter. The word Lent comes from the Anglo-Saxon lectin, which means spring. The word Lent was is used because it Lent takes place in the springtime. So that's the English version. Now the Latin for Lent is quadragesima, which means 40 days. The number 40 in in the Bible is a number of testing. So you see in the story of Noah's ark in the book of Genesis, they're in the ark for 40 days. In the book of Numbers, we see the ancient Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 years. And then, of course, in the New Testament, we see Jesus in the desert being, uh, being tested for 40 days at the end of which Satan tempts him. So 40 is this number of testing, so that's why Lent is 40 days. Why do do we celebrate it? Before a major feast, a major solemnity, you have to prepare. So for instance, Christmas. So Christmas is a major feast, right? But before Christmas, we have the church celebrates the season of Advent to prepare our hearts for the celebration of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Now, Easter is a a bigger feast because it celebrates the resurrection. It's the greatest feast in the church, greatest solemnity in the church. And so before, in order to celebrate Easter properly, we need to prepare for it with penance, prayer, and fasting. And so that's why we celebrate Lent to enter so that we can more deeply enter the most sacred mysteries of the of the Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then the Easter season. So what are some things that we, we do during Lent? So 
There are some things that happen liturgically during Lent. For instance, at Mass tomorrow on Ash Wednesday, there's no Kyrie. That's the Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Um, or Confidior, I confess to Almighty God, that prayer. Um, there's no penitential rite because Ash Wednesday, is it, there's the distribution of ashes. Um, but why ashes? So it's a reminder, one, it's a reminder of death. The priest says when he um, dis distributes ashes, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return, which is what God says to Adam after he's fallen. So it's a reminder of our own mortality. But also it's penitential. Um, in the book of Jonah, uh, the people of Nineveh, when they repent, when they're repenting of the evil that they have done, um, they sprinkle ashes on their foreheads. And so that's kind of where we get the tradition of the distribution of ashes is from, from sacred scripture. So that's, that's more of the, that's sort of the penitential rite in the Ash Wednesday mass. Also during the rest of Lent, there is, there's no Gloria. So glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace of people of goodwill. There are some exceptions for the solemnities that are celebrated during Lent, namely the Solemnity of St. Joseph and the Solemnity of the Annunciation of the Lord. But yeah, this song, this, this song is, is, a, is sung. It's a song of praise and, and worship and rejoicing. And Lent is a time of penance, not rejoicing, really. So that's why there's no Gloria. And there's also no Alleluia during Lent. That, there is no exception to that. Even, so even on solemnities during Lent, there is no Alleluia, um, because that is a word of rejoicing, and during Lent we are supposed to be more somber, more penitential. So another thing that is done liturgically during Lent is from the fifth Sunday of Lent until the beginning of the Easter Vigil, um, sacred art, statues, and crucifixes are, are covered. By that point, we're getting closer to Holy Week, and, and Good Friday, which is when our Lord is taken away from us. So we're stripping, slowly stripping things away from the liturgy up until Good Friday. When the altar is stripped completely bare and the only thing there is the cross and that's it. Um, but we'll get into that probably on a later podcast when we get closer to you. Um, the sacred triduum. So what else What else do we do during Lent? Um, it is a precept of the church. So the precepts of the church are basic obligations for Catholics. So one of the precepts of the church um, is to fast and abstain from meat on the required days. On Fridays during Lent, we abstain from meat. The reason we abstain from meat is because meat is, back in ancient times, was considered a luxury good it was more difficult for people to obtain meat. Um, so it's more of a disdain for the showing disdain for the things of this world. Um, disdain for luxury and wealth and to be focused on, on God. We also fast on Ash Wednesday. So the beginning of Lent and 
Good Friday, the end of Lent. So we bookend Lent with fasting days. Now, fortunately for us, fasting rules have changed a little bit um, over the years. Um, to So now we, um, the church law says that you have one meal, one regular meal, and two and up to two smaller meals that when combined together don't equal a full meal. So, um, which is good because it can help us um, still be productive, like still have some strength to go throughout our day while also being, uh, having a penitential spirit. Um, so again, those fasting days are Ash Wednesday, tomorrow, and Good Friday. Also tomorrow, tomorrow is also a day of abstaining from meat. So Ash Wednesday is the one Wednesday during Lent that you abstain from meat. And then all the other Fridays of Lent. Um, and so that's, like I said, that's a basic obligation for Catholics. Another thing we do during Lent, obviously, or one of the big things we do during Lent is um, other sacrificial disciplines or adding on prayers or prayer routines and whatnot. So what would some good suggestions for that be? Um, so I, I like to think about the gospel for Ash Wednesday. So this is um, taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, and verses 16 through 18. Um, and, they, and it indicates three categories of things we can do for Lent. So this is um, right from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is talking about um, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Right, so, and he's talking about how you shouldn't be like flaunting your prayer, flaunting your um, your fasting, flaunting your almsgiving for the praise and adulation of others, um, but rather to do it for God alone. Um, so, a good suggestion um, would be to incorporate one thing from each category into your Lenten discipline. So, like, give up one thing, like maybe it's snacking or um, sweets or YouTube or something else, something like that, you know, that sacrificing something that keeps you away from God. And then prayer, you know, add something that can, you know, help facilitate your prayer life. So, for instance, a decade of the rosary each day or... Liturgy of the Hours, Divine Mercy Chaplet, or things like that. Um, and then almsgiving um, is, you know, one that's often overlooked during Lent. But um, one thing I did last year um, for Lent in this category was to make uh, little small little care packages um, for homeless people. So when I am driving in my car and I'm at a stoplight and there's homeless people on the street walking in between cars, you know, I have something to give to them. So maybe that's something you could do or something else. Um, it doesn't have to be that. Um, again, these are all suggestions. Um, you don't have to take them, but really, I really suggest that you pray about what it is that God is calling you to do during this Lent. Um, think about, to really pray about what things are keeping 
you away from God or what things you can do to better that relationship with God. Before we finish this segment, I'd like to share with you the, the collect, that, um, which is the prayer that the priest prays right before the readings, um, gathering all the intentions of the faithful and in this one prayer. And so the collect for Ash Wednesday is really motivating. I think, as we um, start this Lenten journey. Um, So it goes, Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. So this idea of this like campaign, this this journey, um, and it is a battle. Like you know, Lent is supposed to call to mind Jesus' forty days in the desert and then his temptation by Satan, which he he is a spiritual evil, and so we're called to take up battle against spiritual evils, um, like Jesus did. These forty day use these forty days. Well, really kickstart um, a deeper relationship with God. And so that's, that's it for uh, this, this segment. Now we'll move into the Cloud of Witnesses segment. Um, so there are two saints that we celebrate this week. Um, obviously, they take a little bit of a backseat to the start of Lent. Um, they're St. Catherine Drexel and St. Casimir. So two very different saints actually. St. Casimir was born as the second prince of Poland to King Casimir IV in the year 1461. Um, He stayed in the royal family, but he remained loyal to his true king, Jesus Christ. In fact, he was exiled by his own father uh, for disobeying orders. He actually went on on a campaign, um, which was ordered by his, his father, and then he had some misgivings about it as he was going out. And as soldiers started deserting, he said, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to return. I'm just going to go back home. Um, and as he find, found out, the Pope actually was, at the time, was against the campaign that he was out on. And so his fa- father exiled him. He died at 23 years old from lung disease. So really short, short life. Just a reminder that life can be very short and we never know um, when we're going to be taken, when God will call us home. Um, He was buried with his favorite song. It was a hymn that we now know as Daily, Daily Sing to Mary. So he had a great love for our Blessed Mother and that's really powerful. Like something we can take in our own lives, especially as we start this Lenten campaign, maybe one thing you could do is grow in devotion to our Blessed Mother. St. Catherine Drexel, on the other hand, very a very different saint. She was the second American-born saint to be canonized. She was born in Philadelphia in eight, the year 1858. Um, she was, her primary role was as a missionary and educator to Native Americans and African Americans. 
um, across the country. Um, she started the a religious community called the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament for Indians and Colored. Um, she died in the year 1955, so she died a lot older, um, so she lived a good and full life. Um, this is not related to Drexel University, um, which I did not know until recently. Um, it's Drexel University in Philadelphia, where, in the city that she was born, um, was founded by some other guy with the last name Drexel. Again, I think something we can take from her life is to, yeah, be be always open to spreading the word of God to everyone we meet, especially those who are the outcasts of society. And, you know, the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament, right, is the name of her community. So that's another thing um, to take away is to, you know, increase in devotion for uh, the Blessed Sacrament. So one thing maybe we can do for Lent is go go into adoration in front of the Blessed Sacrament um, more. Yeah, before we move on to Lyrical Lift, I did want to say uh, one thing um, about devotions and disciplines for Lent. Um, we need to be specific, right? Because otherwise, if, if we're not specific, then we won't know how we're, how we're doing, right? So if I just say, oh, I want to go to adoration more. Um, okay, well, what do you mean? Like, that can, that's very vague. You know, you go, just go one time during Lent. Hey, I did it. I went to adoration more. Um, being specific, oh, okay, I want to spend one hour per week in front of the Blessed Sacrament. That's more specific. And then, you know, if you're meeting, if you're doing the things that you said you were going to do uh, for Lent. Now, on to the Lyrical Lift segment. So the song for this week is Wherever, Wherever You Will Go by The Calling. This was a very uh, popular song back in the early 2000s. So the chorus goes like this. If I could, then I would. I'll go wherever you will go. Way up high or down low, I'll go wherever you will go. So the implication here is that there's something holding the speaker back from following the person wherever she will go. Now, if we apply this to the spiritual life, um, we have to find whatever is holding us back from following Jesus wherever he will go and ask him to remove it, to remove that obstacle so that we can unreservedly follow him. I think that's a, it's a great song to think about for a great thing to think about for, you know, this, as we approach the start of this Lenten campaign, this Lenten journey, right? We need to think about whatever's holding us back and, you know, give that up during Lent or you know, add on prayer routine to deepen that relationship with, with Christ so that we can unreservedly follow him. That's really it for this week. Um, a few final things before we wrap up. First, if you liked what you heard, or even if you didn't, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review. This will help us reach more people and get the good news out to a world which desperately needs to hear it. Second, we want to hear from you, dear listeners. If you have questions about anything we've discussed on this episode, previous episodes, 
or anything in general, please send them via email to laymanshomily at gmail.com. That's L-A-Y-M-A-N-S-H-O-M-I-L-Y at gmail.com. Third, please pray for us and know that we are praying for you through the intercession of the patron of this podcast, St. Joseph. Finally, um, I know some of you may be wondering, what the heck is this the theme song um, that we've been using uh, for this podcast? Well, funny you should ask. Uh, that, that theme song was recorded by yours truly, me. Um, and so it's off of a, an instrumental that I recorded a while ago, but I figured it sounds pretty good and would be a good little theme song for, the pod, for this podcast. Now you know. Now you know the theme song for the podcast. But anyway, yes, know that we are praying for you through the intercession of St. Joseph. You know, God bless you all this week as we start Lent. May you all have a good, uh, good Lenten journeys. And we look forward to speaking to you all next week. This has been the Layman's Homily. Thank you.